welcome to Straight Up Talk, where the talk is real with Barry G. Terrell Lee, we're oh, back, yeah. we're back. We got, spe- we got a special episode today. We got a guest on by the name of Sai. You know, he's going to talk about our topic that we have today with us. Uh, first yeah. off, Barry, how you doing, man? How's your week? Well, I'm doing man, pretty good. How's your weekend going? I'm uh, doing pretty good. My weekend's been all right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's oh, good. yeah. And how's the family doing? The family's doing pretty good. Good, good. I like We're to hear that. in there. That's good, man. You know, I'm coming off my vacation, my little mini 10-day vacation that my job gave me. Oh, yeah. I didn't ask for, but, you know, I think they trying to run my COVID time out, oh, man. man. I, I, it's I, all good. I, I don't know. I think you was getting a little spoiled with your vacation. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't even like think you want to come to, I mean, come to work back at the other job. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was. That's how I was feeling a little bit. I think, I think being off on this vacation helped me realize that I could do things during the day that don't have to entail with having to do actual work. Like oh, I'm work, I'm yeah. putting in work, but for myself, not for another business organization. You know, I'm putting in work for like us or would have you myself in, in general personally. Yeah. And uh, I can see that I can make money even if I was to drop at a lower position at, you know, the other job. Because working two jobs, man, after a while, that's tiring, man. I know. You know, so. And then we're busy with the business and all. Exactly. Kind of- so, yeah. But speaking of the business, Guapo Solutions coming back no later than I say uh, mid to late spring because we want to do a new design possibly come out with some new threads and stuff like that you know we've been uh doing some research trying to figure out what we want to do you know something that's a little different and that'll be the like the official return because we've been on like the longest hiatus it's gonna be almost a year probably that we guapo's been down people been asking me like yo y'all still do guapo yeah i even had a couple people hit me up they were like hey uh Oh, they saw me wearing the, the hoodie, and they're like, oh, me and my wife wants one of them, you know? I'm like, oh, okay, you know? I, I didn't know, you know? Yeah, because it's like we don't really – and then yeah. the Facebook, I think it, it should be gone by now if it's not, like, because we're going to basically just start over. Create try a to go on a Yeah, either go on a webpage or go on a platform that, you know, is known to where we could, yeah. you know, put our stuff out there, advertise it and everything, and, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, so – but – that small talk right there. We got to get right. on this this ball right here. Yeah. You know, let's get to the topic, to today's topic, the episode, Guns in America. And uh, what is a gun? What a gun, it? to me, is a weapon that propels bullet shells, other missiles, you know, by explosive force, making loud, sharp noises. Now, that's more like a, the politically correct answer. But yeah. to you, Barry, what, what is me, a gun? I, I, well, to me, a gun... It's something that you can use to protect your family, you know, yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and but also if you're misuse of it. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, someone can really get badly injured of if it wasn't meant to shoot that person. Without the safety or <laughs> the, the, the irresponsibly, yeah. yeah. Let's ask Sai, what is a gun to him? Hey, Sai, can you hear me? Yeah. What is a gun to you? Um, Any kind of device that usually will propel bullets at a high rate of speed. Um, mm-hmm. That's pretty much for me, that's what it sums up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, with with us talking about a gun, I want to talk about the the Second Amendment a little bit. And you know, the Second Amendment, the right of people to keep and bear arms that shall not be infringed. Like, what y'all think about that? That the fact that that was um, created. For me, what it is honestly is the fact that you know 
to each their own, you know? Some people are not, you know, not comfortable, which that's okay. And there are some people that would absolutely use that to make sure that their family and, you know, loved ones are safe. Um, mm-hmm. I believe we should be able to. I mean, if we have free will, free speech, like, why, why should we not be able to carry or bear arms, you know what I mean? Right, Especially definitely. When you're doing the right thing. You gotta jump into loopholes in order to acquire these permits. So, if that's the case and you don't want that to be a thing, then you shouldn't put those kind of restrictions up, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So you, Sai, I seen you, you know, you got your permit. I got my permit. You have your permit probably a little bit longer than me. And the whole, you know, the whole process and everything that, that it took to, to get that permit. Like what made you in the first place want to get your permit? Like what made you want to get your gun permit? Um, to be honest, uh, for me, what it was was, you know, I just really want to protect my family. There's only so much you can do with hands and obviously knives and hammers, things of that nature, blunt, you know, blunt right. objects. Um, like they said, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Well, not only that, but look at the world we live in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's a lot of things going on. People, you know, unfortunately, are not in the right state of mind at all times. So, you right. You know, it takes one bad thing to happen or me to not be there or you have a massacre or somebody hurt or somebody mm-hmm. so I always thought um, that would be something good to have yeah um, I was a little intimidated by, by that first honestly but um, with the proper research and training and you know due diligence um, I feel like definitely it was uh, worth the time definitely yeah so how so speaking of time like how long would you say that the process took for you like when you got um, your permit Started in March, let's see, because month five is up this year. Um, so I want to say 2017. So oh yeah, about 2017. Um, March, April, May, June, July, August. So about about it would take five six months. Okay, yeah, that's not too bad. Because for me, I think it it took a little bit longer, like maybe three months longer than you. Even though yeah, I know I got mine like a year later. Judges. And not only that, but we had lost a judge that was actually issuing them. So yeah, a lot of a lot on the initial judge that was uh you know accepting those applications. Right. Yeah, and I think I got the. You're right. I got the other judge that took his place, which people yeah. were saying that it would be a lot harder. I remember you told me yourself that it would be like a little harder to yeah, to get it from. And unfortunately, but yeah. I'm glad you got it though, you know, because again, you know, you have a small child, so, you know. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely man. something that you could utilize should something that arise. Yeah, definitely. I, I Very similar to you, like, uh, that's the reason why I got my gun permit was because, like, you know, to protect not only her, but myself as well in, in just bad situations or just protecting investments, man, because some of the investments that I have or just put money into is like stuff that, you know, people actually protect in this world. So, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, definitely, man. And, and of course, rec- for recreational purposes, you know, I like shooting as well. So, yeah. Talking about having guns to protect your family. Have you guys ever been like, have you ever have you guys ever experienced gun violence like in the cities? I know you guys both lived in the cities. I, I like the uh, side go first. Go ahead, you first. So um, it was just like as far as gun violence goes, um, I would say it was a time when I was like about fifteen, you know, young whippersnapper, 
still <laughs> wet behind the ears, little knucklehead out in the streets, you know, being, you know, immature and irresponsible. But I was out there. I wasn't out there with a gun per se, but the experience that I had with a gun was I got shot at and the whole, just to make the story quick, I was with a cousin of mine, you know, I'm not going to say his name. And we were just like hanging out and the whole time he had to do something, but he didn't tell me what it was. So, you know, usually I knew all the people that he knew and that he, even if he like met up with them, I, I knew that person already because, you know, I was out there. This was in the city too. Um, and it was just this one particular guy that I'd never seen before. And I was just, I just kept asking him like, who's that? Who's that? He's like, yo, don't worry about it. Don't worry. He's a little older than me. So he'd be like, yo, don't just shut up and, and keep your mouth closed and follow instructions, you know? So, yeah. but then that's why I was like, all right, whatever. So, uh, like he was talking to the guy. I kept my distance. I was a couple, couple feet away. I could kind of hear what they were saying, but not really. And I'm just guessing it was, you know, some type of thing going on between them amongst themselves. So I pretty much stayed out of it and said, and did what he said, like, you know, just follow the instructions because, you know, I knew where I was and I knew I didn't want no trouble at the end of the day. But sometimes even if you don't want trouble, it seems to follow you. So I noticed the guy had kind of his hand in his pocket in a weird way. And I kept like thinking to myself, like, why he got his hand in his pocket like that? So, but I never like, you know, thought past that thought right there. I just, just stopped right there. And then like five minutes later, uh, my cousin did something and they start yelling at each other. He oh. hit this guy, but immediately when he hit him, he just took off running. And then he's screaming at me, run, run, little run. <laughs> so I just start taking off, oh, man. I just start booking it. And as soon as he ran past me and I start booking it, or you hear, pat, 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 pat. This dude just started letting off shots at Crazy. both of us, man. Had you dancing. Oh, yeah. I was dancing and running, <laughs> running and dancing, running and dancing and, and jumping oh, and man. screaming. Oh, I'll be he, told me to, he told me to run the other way. I ran the other way, man. I jumped in the bushes. I'm a scared little 14, 15 year old kid thinking I'm about to die at that moment. Terrell tried to do the Matrix. And <laughs> <laughs> so I remember definitely um, oh, going looking and seeing that he had the gun but i'm seeing that how he's shooting it and everything it's crazy that i look back like that because you know you would think to yourself yo don't look back like you got to keep moving like but then you get curious exactly and that instinct told me yo just look back real quick and i'm looking he's holding the gun all crazy he's shooting all crazy the gun the kickback was too much for him that he couldn't even like hold it enough or have the strength to hold it in order to like even get a good aim, which I'm grateful for because if he did and he and he did have precision and had good accuracy, we yeah. probably we probably wouldn't be having this conversation right now. You probably be you know probably doing the game, you know, the game look away holding it sideways when in actuality you should hold it upright because that exactly Exactly you know, yeah. thank God he was holding it that way because God forbid he was, you know, even the right way. Could have hit you, man. That would have been terrible. Definitely, that's what I'm saying. We would, we definitely would be having this conversation. So, mm -hmm. thank God that he, the man, did not have no precision or mm -hmm. any accuracy or aim. So, but yeah, that hey, was that me, was yeah. Go ahead. It, it was, for me, it was two instances that made a big difference for me. Um, mm -hmm. I won't say my mom's ex boyfriend's name, but uh, he had in the, <laughs> in the stash of the uh, that the bed. I mean, sorry, that. Mm -hmm. um, he had a Colt 
Yeah. Uh, but it, it kept me inquisitive a little bit about it. But my second consent actually was definitely an eye-opener. Um, actually, I was a member of when I was in uh, East New York. I was on Ashford and Picking at the time. And uh, a friend of mine that came to the house, and mm-hmm. uh, she's like, yeah, you know, me trying to mind my business, you know, I'm not really doing anything. I'm just coming outside to talk to her or whatever the case may be. And um, at the time, I think I was like 15, 16, and she's like, yeah. Yo, the store just got robbed. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Like, oh, man, you know, looking down the street and all that while I'm in socks and stuff and my SpongeBob pajamas. <laughs> and, <laughs> just conversation on, you know, not thinking much of it. And in the corner of my eyes, you know how city are. You see people, uh, sorry, city people are. Yeah. They always pay attention. So I was around, looking around. I just see this black silhouette of a gentleman walking across the street. And I'm like, I'm not thinking much of it, but I'm like, you know what? He looks suspicious as hell. <laughs> yeah. Again, not thinking much of it. I'm just watching the area. Mm-hmm. So he just so happens to cross over, um, and he comes up to us, and we're, you know, again, still talking, and she, you know, he's like, yo, that's your girl, and I'm like, nah, well, you know, me trying to be with some tough guy, talking my chest, like, nah, that ain't my girl, but what is, you know, what, what's the problem? And then I see him lift his shirt, and I still remember, you know, I could literally, it's funny, because at the time, I didn't know what kind of gun it was, but now, with me being a gun owner, now I know exactly what gun it was, it's a Glock 43. Oh, wow, yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. He's like, yo. And he got ready to pull out. And it's crazy because he literally was only 10 feet from me. And if he would have, yeah, it wouldn't have been no advance of us. He would have definitely hit me a couple of times. Right. But um, it just so happened the cops were like, ooh, ooh. And as soon as you heard that, he ran off. And I was like, damn, boy, that's crazy. And even when I was still in school at the time, I used to have to pass this. Just, he used to hang out with the bloods up the street from me. So yeah. I had to walk past there. So all the time he would see me, he would always give me like the eye. I'm like, yo, I'm going to have to start recognizing me. But this dude was like, he's trying to get me every chance like, he got. Like, it was just scared because he would like follow me and all that stuff. So it got to the point where I just went a different direction. I took a different block. Back yeah. the day, so, yeah. But he could have easily been me on the street, you know, and it's, it's sad. Nah, yeah, it is, man. It is. Yeah, and that's you know that's that's probably close and pertaining to like gun violence and stuff like that, which is something that will never be controlled. And me and Barry was talking about that, like it's you know gun. They're trying to control gun violence, but it's like you cannot control gun violence because you can't control people. Mm-hmm. You never know what a person is 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 thinking, what a person' agenda is, what yeah. you know what they're Definitely. up to, and stuff like that. How they looking at situations, what they thinking somebody else got on them, why they feel like they gotta have a gun yeah. or ready to be shooting somebody, you know. So like the stricter laws that they're trying to do is gonna it's gonna stop decent people from getting guns. You know, like people who actually follow the law. Do their, you know, they take the gun course, yeah. get the permit, they follow. And that's another thing, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I do agree with the law, don't get me wrong, um, but I do also feel like some of them are a little bit much because, yeah. you know, for the people that legitimately are good and, and doing what they need to do and, and following the rules and following the laws and abiding by them, I think it shouldn't be hard for them, especially if they had this license for, say, five years, 10 years, 15 years. You know, I mean, but in the same token, it's kind of like, you know, you see these massacres, you see these people get hurt, yeah. um, you see people, you know, left and right get killed, you know, yeah. they, they protected themselves. Yeah, like uh, I did a, I did a research, right? And um, and they asked, I guess, criminals, like 60% uh, violent criminals, they basically admitted that they would avoid committing crimes if they know that the person was armed, mm. you know. Think about it. Who would want to 
still from your home, knowing that you got a 12 gauge shotgun. Exactly. They're not taking that risk. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're that's not true. taking that risk. Yeah, that's true. But in the same token, too, our bail reform sucks right now. You know, people get slapped, slapped on the wrist and, yeah, they might get brought in, but they're out within a couple of hours and it's like... Yeah. They could be right back to the yeah. Things that are happening are happening when the only thing you do is keep them in for maybe a couple of hours and then they're back on the street. Bill reform law. <laughs> yeah, which is why I, I'm starting to notice that even now, you know, there's a lot of gun sales in New York. A lot. Yeah. Five, ten years ago, not so many. You know, quite a few, but not, yeah. not nearly as much as like now. I feel like they're doubling, yeah. maybe even tripling. And like the thing, if, they, if the laws get stricter on decent people, it's not going to stop criminals from getting guns. They're always going to be not. able to get guns. Of course not. They go to yeah, different true. They do the purchases there. They bring them over. Or, you know, now with 3D uh, gun printing, which is another thing in itself, um, it's not that hard to get access. I mean, look at it. Like I said, at the age of 14, I've seen one mark myself, and I'm like, I could easily grab it. I could easily if something stupid with it. I was smart enough to not. But what if? Mm -hmm. you know, so, that what if? Yeah, I, re I remember back in the days when I, I, when I was like 15 years old and I was working for a restaurant mm -hmm. for uh, a Jewish, you know, Hasidic people. And uh, me and my cousin, we both young and, and they had us working illegally to like one o'clock. You know, you can't have kids working late, you know, but they let us and, and they were paying us cash. And I remember um, when we was getting off work, um, a car pulled up next to us and there was two Hasidic guys in the car. And they both called us over to the car. So, you know, we walk over to the car. We didn't think nothing about it. You know, they're, they're Hasidic. We didn't think nothing bad about it, you know. They opened up a suitcase with two handguns in there and asked us if we wanted to buy a gun. <laughs> and me and my cousin were like, uh, you know, we're just little kids. What do we know about guns? We didn't even have money like that, you know. Yeah. But it was crazy because, yeah, it's crazy, man. But if you think about it, the whole irony of that is that they didn't care that y'all knew the safety or anything like that. They were just trying to get a sell. They were just trying to have y'all buy those guns and do whatever irresponsibly. Like, what if y'all would have bought those guns and been showing off and doing all this stuff? You could have got shot by the cops or shot by somebody else or kill, you know, shoot each other yeah, or shoot yourself. Like, it's crazy. That's that's one yeah, of the, the stigmas in the world right there, man. I mean, even the pricing for them is not, you know, not that much either. You figure... You go for a block now from a store, you, you know, it ranges anywhere from maybe cheapest, about 400, 500, yeah. maybe up to a thousand, depending on, you know, what specifics you want on it. But right. somebody that's saying that gun illegally, quick little three, four hundred and you out of the door and you got something you shouldn't have, like a movie or, you know, uh, uh, an AR-15 that's totally automatic, knowing that New York doesn't allow that. But these people don't care. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah, how do you decide, how do you go about, like, buying your guns? Do you, you know already what you want, or do you go, you, you like, you know, I'm going to go to this certain gun store and then check out what I want and then do research up on it, or do you do everything before? This way you know what, what you want to get. Well, personally, for me, what I do is I do a lot of research on manufacturers, uh, Remington, um, uh, Kimber. Kimber has a lot of nice styles. Um, I like customization, but... Yeah. Like something that's unique, something that doesn't look too much generic, like, you know, like, no offense to Glock, but Glock guns pretty much look the same, but it's a good design, so I understand. Mm -hmm. um, but firstly, I started with that, and then I kind of fit to, okay, well, you know, ammunition is a little pricey now, so what ammunition would I get more thing for my buck? Usually 9mm, 
get for about anywhere between like 13 to like 20 bucks, give or take, and that's 50 bullets. So, you know, I stick around that, um, even though I do have a 45 ACP, so, you know, I, I have that one as well. Um, but then I go and take a look, you know, to, again, do some research, you know, looking for the guns, looking for the specifics, looking at the different types that they have, and then yeah. you know, make a decision from that. <laughs> right, you know, I definitely understand that. Me own it. You know, I never got the chance to. Um, I researched guns and stuff like that, but I never got a chance to buy a second one. I still pretty much got that one that I have. I've been like buying like a lot of ammunition, so to speak, okay, for it. But I mean, um, well, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe your block is nine, right? What is the, the caliber? The caliber is uh, what was the caliber again? No, I think uh, you're right. Yeah, I think it was uh, not. You might have a 45. I don't know why I think that. I think you did say that to me at one point in time. Yeah, yeah, the caliber is. Yeah, it is. It is. You're right. Okay, so you got a, yeah, you got a 45 ACP. Yeah. Um, so with your 45, you have a little more recoil than a 9 would be. Um, a 9 would probably be a little smoother. Yeah. But again, depending on the gun. But um, honestly, I would always, even in, I, I don't know, because I have eight. style a little bit so aside for a guy like me what do you what would you recommend you know me. um well first and foremost i will say this because um, i'm a big believer in shooting and, and having fun and going to the range however make sure you're comfortable that's first and foremost because again you know pull that trigger is a big decision um second mm-hmm. um i would say to look into something that fits the styling of what you want so like i don't like revolvers personally you can only have thinking about um getting his license and everything going through that process so i mean honestly it doesn't hurt to have um again i'm a big believer and if you don't feel comfortable that's understandable um reach out to your friends reach out to your neighbors reach out to family 
See who has one. Talk to them about it. Do's and don'ts, pros and cons. Yeah. Make sure that you're comfortable with the decision. Um, then you, again, you don't have to have one. You know what I mean? It's your free will. It's your decision. Um, His right. Yeah, that's what right. I did was I asked people, and then I made my first purchase, which was actually a shotgun. And then I was like, you know what? This works, but yeah. I can't really take it with me. So I said, you know what? Let me start the process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. How often do you carry with you if you carry at all? Every single day I possibly can. Um, of course, I have to be mindful of where I'm going. Um, yeah. You know, like I travel to the city a lot. I'm not really allowed to bring it down to the city um, unless I go straight to Long Island um, because of New York state regulation. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. I can't really cut New Jersey because of the bullet style that I carry normally. Um, that could be a conflict. Um, but I usually carry on uh, to Walmart. When I have my kids with me, um, when I have more sums of money with me, um, or if I just feel like there's a possibility I might be by myself and I could be in a vulnerable area that I'm not familiar with, yeah. just in case, because I, again, I don't know, you know, I could run into somebody that doesn't like me, I could, uh, you know, run into somebody that just wants to be malicious, I could run into somebody that has ill will towards me, I don't know, mm. I mean, I, it's not like I have people out there that don't like me, however, you just don't ever know the circumstances, yeah. so I would rather be Better, better have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Yeah, I understand that. So, um, you say you you own like multiple firearms. Like, what type of gun safety methods do you utilize? Like, with having a family and stuff like that, because you know, obviously, you got to keep them. You know, um, where you're located. Right, when I'm home, everything is out of sight. Mm -hmm. um, because again, I have kids. Um, I usually have trigger locks on everything. Um, I do plan on getting a safe uh, because, again, the way my house is laid out, it would be hard for me to access that thing if I needed to. Um, so everything is pretty much locked up with keys, locks, everything. Um, nothing is loaded whatsoever. So I'm always scared. And again, I, I teach my kids, um, you know, don't touch this. I know you see this. Don't touch it. Um, I usually clean them at least once every six months. I don't use them too often. Uh, but I just keep them on the site, to be honest. Uh, again, it's only for safety and protection measures. So yeah. um, I personally prefer trigger locks. Um, but not everybody feels comfortable with trigger locks. They still feel that that there could be a, uh, a you know, oops moment. So everything has safety on, everything is locked up, everything is pretty much trigger locked up. Um, but again, I do plan on doing a safe for my longer uh, firearms, long arms. I mean, long barrel firearms, and then for the handguns, those are trigger locks. But again, they stay in their holster away from the bullets, no magazines to load it, anything like that. Yeah, that's good safety right there. I definitely use the the trigger, um, you know, the trigger safety like yourself. Yeah. And I got my little lock box too as well but yeah definitely safety is important and part of like you know controlling your gun and your gun Absolutely. not controlling you i think what it is is just people get too comfortable they're like oh yeah the kids ain't gonna touch us exactly exactly myself, you know even though again they're out of sight um they all still have trigger locks on them. i don't want to take that chance it hmm. only takes for one slip up or you know the trigger lock to not be locked up probably mm -hmm. the safety back on the firearm being on when it should be and then you got you know, take an answer to the cops, answer to the law, hey, what happened? Uh, yeah, it was negligence. Yeah, exactly. You know, you get hit with that. that. Like that. That's, that's a lot of people don't understand. So, well, this, let me even say that. A lot of people do understand, but there's some people that just don't, really don't care. care so exactly. 
Exactly, because they automatically assume that, oh, this is not going to happen. That's not, mm-hmm. and then the worst happens, you know? Exactly. It only so, takes that one time, you know? So. Exactly. Yeah, that's all it takes. It takes it. once. One time, Somebody one second. And yeah. just not be in that mood, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, oh, I double check, I triple check. Again, I check my, I clean my nuts every six months, give or take, because I haven't been to the rain so well. So just to, you know, keep them dust free and things of that nature. But when I go and put them back, you know, and I put them away, I make sure trigger locks on, I cool, I can't, I can't move the slide, I can't rack it. Okay, cool. Just so, because, you know, again, it only takes that one time. Mm-hmm. All right, so I have a question for basically for like you and Terrell. Um, you guys being minorities with a gun, have you guys ever got pulled over by the police? And how did you guys handle yourself? You shot uh, you go <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, I go first. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it was uh, when I moved up, I, I was definitely moved upstate. Um, I had my gun with me. Yeah, already like I got, you know, I got the permit because, you know, I, I was happy, you know, not more or less excited. Like, yeah, I got a gun now. I'm going I'm to, you know, wreck. Havoc and all this stuff. And that was just more like a proud moment for me. I'm like, I, you know, I, I felt like I accomplished something. I, I got my gun, you know, I'm going to utilize it in a safe way, you know, use it to protect myself. So I had it with me and I was just driving and I went to an area to meet up with a friend of mine. And I guess the particular area that I was in, uh, I got profiled, basically. I got profiled like by a cop thinking that I wasn't, I was up to no good or, you know, he felt personally I shouldn't have been in that area because he came to me and he was all like, oh, where you coming from? I was like, I mean, I don't know if that's important, but I told him like, you know, such and such. And he said, oh, what are you doing all the way over here? I was like, was that, how was that relevant to um, why are you pulling me over? Like, what's going on? Like, what did I do wrong? He was like, I'm just trying to see like, you know, what's your business here? I was like, I don't think it's any of your business or what my business is being here for. I was like, if you're not going to tell me why you pull me over, then I think it's in your best interest to let me go. And he was just like, oh, now you got to give me a second. So he goes to, and I know he called for backup because, you know, I was giving him a problem and all that. And when he came back, you know, he was like, oh, I need to see your license and registration and all that. I was like, and for what? For what? You still haven't told me why you pulled me over. You know, you you still. And then he tried to make something up like, oh, you uh, you rolled at a yield sign. You were supposed to yield. There was a car oncoming traffic coming. Hmm. I was like, there was no traffic. I was like, there was no car. Even I checked the opposite hmm. side of the road. There's no car coming. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, this this road that we're on, like barely any car has came out. I was like, I could count on one hand how many cars since I've been here for the last 10 minutes, how many cars has passed us. I was like, yeah, you still not telling me like why you have pulled me over. Exactly. So I was giving him a hard time. Yeah. So he, I mean, he, he kept me there and stuff like that for a little bit. Um, he told me, oh, do you have any weapons? Like, are you were you trying to purchase any drugs or anything like that? I was like, listen, I was like, first of all, I was like, it's my right to not tell you that information because you have no reasonable doubt to check me in that way. I was like, there's, I'm not giving off any signals. You know, I'm not showing any signs of being impaired to operate the vehicle that I'm in and stuff like that. I was like, you still haven't told me why you pulled me over. 
I told him, I noticed you call for backup because with me saying that, like within like five minutes, here comes the, another freaking mm. uh, trooper car or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And and it was just ridiculous. And I told him, I was like, and by the way, you know, you, you're asking what I have in my car. I do have a gun. And guess what? I have my permit, too. I was like, I'll show you that. I was like, I'm not giving you my license. I'll give you my permit to show you that I have that. I was like, but you need a warrant to check my car because at the end of the day, I'm not giving a reasonable doubt as to why, you know, you need to check me. I was like, you, you have no reason to pull me over. You making stuff up right now. And he was just like, I don't appreciate your tone and all that stuff. You know, you, you people come over here. I was like, oh, you people. Exactly. And I'm like, you people, like, what's going on? So this was like a form of racism. But even though it had to do with a gun, you know. That's I kind of think that's what made it worse too, because then they were just like, "Oh, well, who gave? How'd you get that?" Da, 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 da. And then they were looking at the ID, and I heard his partner say, "Not partner, but the other patrolman say it's legit." So then, like within two minutes, he was like, "All right, I'm gonna let you go this time." I was like, "This time, yeah, okay, I appreciate it." I uh, like and thank you for your services of no service. <laughs> as he's walking off, like. <laughs> You know, so, but yeah, that was just my little, like, run in with, with a cop, like, with a gun, yeah. but, you know, that's, I try to, you know, that's, yeah. That's what kind of scares me to carry, um, honestly, because, yes, you know, let's be honest, there is racist cops out there. However, there are a lot of good cops. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, you know, it's having a bad me, day. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, um, it's actually crazy because I assumed. Because I've already had a couple of run-ins with uh, the police here, um, just harassing me nonetheless. But, um, you know, I was actually shocked because it was actually a good turnout. Um, I was being pulled over. I usually keep my firearm under me. Um, but, again, I don't carry uh, loaded anyway because just for my peace of mind. Um, mm -hmm. But I got pulled over. I was a little nervous. I'm like, shit, man, I got my gun on me. Like, man, they're going to give me a hard time. But what I did was um, I actually... The way my my uh, wallet is set up, it's literally the first thing you see when I open up my wallet, and then you have my I, my regular normal ID under it. So I'm like, okay, he's like license registration. I'm like, you know, asking the same thing. Uh, is there a reason you're pulling me? Oh, I'll let you know in a minute. Okay, cool, no problem. You know, you don't want to ruffle no feathers realistically. Um, so sure enough, I open up my license. I mean, I'm sorry, I open up my wallet, and he sees that. He's like, oh. Oh, you have a pistol permit? I said, yeah, I'm just, you know, I have a firearm on me. It's under my seat. Like, I split my legs open so he can clearly see it, just so there wouldn't be no issues or anything. Especially because I have my kids in the car. Um, and he was like, oh, no, you're, you're a good guy. Get out of here. And I was like, good guy. So for me, at the time, I was kind of like, yeah, you're good. I'm, I'm okay. But then, so. He so, you met, like, met you one of the good black guys. <laughs> exactly. So, like, it started making me wonder, but again, this is another reason why I advocate for people to have pistol permits or carry permits or mm -hmm. even just to get familiarized with stuff like that. You know what? You know what? I could have been like, he probably had a lot of experience with like minorities not having permits. You know what I'm saying? No, I understand. Alien that, I understand. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah. now you're treating everybody as such. As a criminal. <laughs> you're supposed to, exactly. You're supposed to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Now yeah. I get it, you know. You so, things happen. You so know. what if you couldn't? What if you couldn't find your permit? Then you would have been one of the bad guys, or you know what I'm saying? But you have it. Exactly. <laughs> but and that's and that's why I say there's a lot of good ones, but there's also a shitload of bad ones. Yeah. And that's the problem because as we go along in, in the world and 
time, the bad ones are, are starting to somewhat outweigh the good ones. And that, that, that's an issue because nobody wants that problem. Nobody wants to, you know, be arrested in front of their children or made to look like this bad guy. Like, yeah, or even worse, you know, executed by the police. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, that's why I always, I don't care anybody that has a carry permit, always put that permit first because they'll see that first. Yeah. And then they'll see your ID. That's what and I do. And then they'll realize, like, okay, this guy probably has no priors or nothing like that. And, and it might work in your favor, but then it might not either. But yeah. I feel like it's a better chance of it working out. No, yeah, it's a better chance. And it's a good look because it shows police that you, or any type of law enforcement, that you have that discipline enough to go through a process and trust it, you know, enough and stand in front of a judge, an actual judge, and be able to tell them like, yo, this is what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. And for them to give you that right, you know, too, yeah. too bad. Um, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I, I, there was times that even during the process, I was like, yeah, they're not going to give it to me. They're going to look at me and they're going to say, nah, fuck this. Yeah, but, I said the um, same. But everybody was nice and yeah. pretty informative. And I had some good people that told me some information. I had a guy named Lou from uh, Big Dogs. I had um, some instructors talk to me as well. So it was pretty cool. Definitely pretty cool that yeah. people do see good in you. Yeah. So, Oh. Me, I'm going to say I got lucky because that guy was giving me a hard time, man, that judge, man, because I was, he was like, oh, what you need a gun for? I was like, for protection. He's like, oh, somebody after you? He's like, what you going to do? What you going to do when you get that? What you going to do? And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, man, I got to think. He's also y'all hunting. So <laughs> somebody. I mean, so I didn't, I didn't lie, but I did tell him, like, listen, I got... <sighs> I got some people I got to protect, man, like in a high profile way, man. Listen, I was like, I, I'm, I'm their mother, their father, their security. You know, like, just yeah. be careful because, again, it, it only takes that one time for somebody that, you know, they grow up. Yeah. You know, yeah. We've had a lot of, you know, not to put a, make it a racial thing, but we've had a lot of people of our color, not, you know, nonetheless killed, you know, yeah. at the point of their own, but others not, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, is that, you know, that in this day and age, you know, that's still a thing, you know, it shouldn't be that way. And go, for me, I love everybody. Yeah, I love definitely. Everybody to you and it's kind of like, eh, but yeah. I give everybody the opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That way, all across the board. And that and that's what it is, man. It's all about judging people and stuff like that. Like going back to what you said when the guy well, when the officer said that, oh, you one of the good guys, that's how a lot of people look at it, man. That's why going back to that whole gun control thing, there's a difference between a bad person with a gun. The gun is a gun at the end of the day. It is what it is. But there's a bad, there's a difference. The difference is a bad person and a good person. A bad person with a gun has the intentions to do bad things. So, and a good person with a gun is going to have a good, the best intentions, which is utilizing safety and stuff like that, only using it when needed. And so, you know, they're not going to pull it out, have it on them, you know, where it's seen. I mean, you know. another thing that a lot of people can realize, too, is that some people legitimately want that protection because they're being harassed or they're having a domestic violence issue. Yeah. And I feel like in those circumstances, too, it should be a lot quicker for those people, too, because you never know. I was actually um, explaining the barrier a while back about a story that I looked up because I was actually curious. Because when I'm in, when I'm curious about something, I, I start looking for information on it. And um, 
you know, I was looking at Jersey because I pass through Jersey sometimes and I would like to carry my gun, but just kind of go through Jersey and just keep going on my way to the cities a little quicker. But of course, because again, the caliber I carry, I can't necessarily do that. Um, mm-hmm. But Jersey, their process takes about a year. The woman was trying to get hers in order to protect herself from this crazy ex-boyfriend. Six months down the line, even though she did all her paperwork, everything was in order, everything was good, fingerprints, all that stuff was done. She didn't make it because the ex-boyfriend got to her. Now, had she had gotten approved ahead of time, she might have been able to make that change. She might have still been alive. Now, she's not. I feel like in those circumstances, too, they need to fix it because yeah. it don't, again, it don't take that one time or that, that crazy runner. Yeah, sure. It's funny, I actually, uh, uh, crazy. to go back to the, the gun um, situation in the beginning, I actually just thought about it. A friend of mine, Priscilla, she uh, got killed in high school. She literally, we used to cut school every now and then, and I still remember she had just, her mom had just got an apartment and everything was good and they were going to open up the apartment and, you know, move their stuff in. Mm-hmm. And she literally left and not even, I want to say not even 20 minutes after she left school, she got shot down the street. And at the time I was going to Jamaica High School. I was like, man, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, such a good person. Going so soon for jealousy or mm-hmm. control issues and stuff like that, man. It sucks. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as long as regulations are put in place and people, you know, take the time to be safe, I think everything should be good. But to each their own, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you speaking of regulation, like what you think about that? Like the whole thing with the, the NRA, uh, with people, um, you know, basically uh, debating against them okay. with, with, with gun laws and I'm stuff like that. I will be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I used to be a fan. But I don't really see, I, I see them talk a lot, but I don't see them where they should be. Hmm. Everybody, you know, to me, it seems like they're more for the manufacturer and not so much for the people. Yeah. I mean, of yeah. course. I did. I did read something where they're more for the product. Yeah, you know. And here's the problem with me, like looking into it. The problem is the members. There's a difference between the members and the actual people that run it. The people that run it are all political figures. Like the 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 main person, like the spokesman, the leader, uh, the representative of it all. This man has no interest in guns at all. He just wants. You know the money basically for the, yeah. to be to represent exactly. people well, I mean, in, their, in the fact that they want guns. About the NRA, they see a whole bunch of people supporting them. It's like group members, and then yeah. whenever I see them, it's always one official guy with the, the suit on. I mean, exactly, blazer. Yeah, he's got the suit on. Save the Second Amendment. Okay, I, I get that. What else are you saying? What else? Mm-hmm. Come on, give me some good information. Exactly. Because, you know, and, and then you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you don't hear nothing. Yeah. Right? Now it makes me wonder, are you truly for the Second Amendment, or is it something where it's a profit? Exactly. Right? Again, to each their own. Personally, for me, I used to like them. I thought they were about the mission statement, but I don't think so, in my personal yeah. opinion. No, yeah, I agree with you in the aspect of those people at that position. They just don't care about it. They really care about the money and making sure that people pay their dues if you're a member so they can do what they need to do politically or like, you know, personally, whatever they want. Because I'm hearing 
they had a war within themselves, like uh, over the yeah. over the years, like the NRA. They oh. they got that kind of guy that wrote that book they against them. They be having me worried sometimes. They like, oh, they're trying to take your guns. So I'm like, all right, well, damn it, let me start. That's because I'm promoting gun. Yeah. Start and then I'm like, oh no, mm. that's just what it do. So they're okay. not. Yeah. They're not trying to take your gun. They, they, like Trump said, I agree with Trump when he said that they can't take your guns. You know, I mean, they funded Trump millions of dollars for his campaign and, and all that back then when he was running to be president and stuff like that. But that was just, you know, for the campaign and, and the fact yeah. that, but the real people that, that represented, like I looked this one guy up and he was famous, man. I didn't know until I looked him up. His name is, um, Colino Nior, something like that. And he's been on Fox News. He's been all over. He's been mm -hmm. on Vlad TV. He's been on Bill Maher. He's been, he did a whole bunch of interviews and just his stance on where he feels like, and he's a member of the NRA and like his stance on like with the guns and everything and being informative and knowing what he's talking about. Like that's a person I would like, you know, definitely rep, be behind and, and yeah, and like, I Listen mean, to again, what he's I, saying. I, I hope that they're, they're, I hope what they're saying is absolutely true. But you know, are they going to just come down and say, "Hey, so this is what we feel. This is what's going on." No, they're probably not. So I mean, again, to each their own. Mm -hmm. I, you know, no disrespect to them whatsoever. I, I respect how long they've been in the game. I respect what they've done. Yeah. But I just will distance myself personally because oh. when the dudes are more important than the people, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing, man. And it's just it's just gonna be a never ending battle yeah. until they come to uh, uh agreement somehow of something yeah. of some nature because you got you got those, you got just the government officials that wanna take the guns away in general but they don't know how. And then you have those people who I feel for personally that, you know, they have the PTSD now because they've seen a shooting of some sort, whether it be at a school, movie theater, you know, store, wherever, mm -hmm. you know, they've seen that. And you got two sides of those people that come out of that. You got yeah. the side of a person that says, you know what, I will never get caught slipping like that again. I'm not mm -hmm. going to allow that to happen to me. I'm going to get a gun. I'm going to have my equalizer. And if somebody else want to turn up, I'm going to turn up too. And then you got the people okay. that, you know, they need, you know, to, to see therapists and stuff like that. They get PTSD. Mm -hmm. They just afraid of guns and, and they don't want it. And I think they get under this notion where it becomes a, a, a nuance where it's like they, they get confused as to whether it was the person or the gun. Mm -hmm. They they don't know if they're scared of the gun or they're scared of a type of person. And I think that's yeah. like what creates a lot of issues and stuff like that, too. Because you got those people I mean, that really you know, debate against the research, you know, just if you don't understand, mm -hmm. again, I'm, I'm a big person where I go on a computer and just read and read and read. Uh, you know, that's yeah, me too. Hobbies, um, me too, yeah. You know, if I don't understand something or I want to understand it, I read, you know, just look up. Yeah. I'm sure to follow those tablets, but, you know, some of the information is kind of valuable to an extent. So, yeah. I do what I can and I try to keep it on more of the official websites and things of that nature. But, Read it, it. It makes a big difference. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And I think those, those people, they just, you know, they okay. miss that opportunity. I guess, you know, maybe they just got their minds made up or for whatever reason. But like you said, that reading is, is definitely fundamental for a reason.
Because even going through something like that, me personally, I would do a whole bunch of research and probably be one of those people that be like, I'm not going to get caught out there again like that if I didn't have my permit already. But yeah, man. So what do you think, side like personally is a pro of having a gun and cons, if any, if you got any cons that you think? Um, as far as, I, I think I'll start with the cons. Um, you know, cons, it, it varies. Everybody's different. Some people care, some people don't care about certain cons, but yeah. again, to each their own. Um, I feel some people might be like, you know, a con is you look like a criminal. You know, especially the way I dress, so they might immediately judge me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's something extra that you carry. That's, a, that's another expense. Ammunition mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> is an expense. Um, but again, to each your own. I personally don't mind spending that extra money just to have that security. Um, pros, I, I feel like safety. Um, a new hobby, uh, something to do. You might down the line want to become an FFL dealer. You might want to be a range officer. You know, there's so many pros to it. Um, but again, to each their own. Everybody might want to do that, but some people might not want to do that. Personally, for me, though, I, I think being able to keep my family safe should something arise. Just having that extra measure should anything arise. You know, we could possibly be where I want to be able to protect myself, but we ever get invaded by a different country. Keep that much up, I can protect You know, yeah. or better yet, you know, I might, you know, something happens to me for whatever reason, she'll be able, or my kids will be able to protect themselves or protect mm. each other. Should that happen, that will I want to get older. So, mm. um, it's also definitely a teaching tool. Mm. And Sai, where's, uh, uh, next question. What's your favorite, um, shooting range? Where do you like to go shooting at? Um, I will shout this out from the hilltops. The hilltops? <laughs> um, they used to be called 3D shooting, um, but their new name, I believe, is now Tommy Gun Shooting. Nice. Um, okay. Very nice place. Very nice gentleman. Um, um, Terrell Ubach actually been there as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, very humble. You know, very humble. Like, it, it's so nice there. They, they don't judge you. They don't look at you as appreciate that. Because yeah. when I first went, I was scared to shoot my handgun at. I know what. And they made me feel comfortable. And they helped me learn little tips and tricks and things to load my gun faster or load my magazine better without mm -hmm. busting up my fingers. So, so I would definitely recommend Tommy Gun shooting in uh, Holmesdale, PA. Mm -hmm. Okay. Holmesdale, PA. Giving a shout out. Awesome. I guess that's what size yeah, gonna take me. <laughs> well, that'd be good practice for you. You know, right, side Like, that'd be good practice. Yeah. Like, you we start all go going there and learning it and learning I, it. I, and I we can all go. Yeah. I think the first year we went was in like 2017, 2018. Um, oh. I think it was me, Terrell, and a couple of co-workers. A couple of people, so, yeah. Shipped in together and just did it together, which yeah. hardly was any hurt on our pockets whatsoever. Um, no, not at all. Yeah, me and you and Barry should definitely do that. Yeah, definitely go. Take Brian, yeah. my son, 18. He wants to get I a feel. He'll like that. He'll like that. Yeah, you only have to be over 12, I believe it is. Okay. So that's actually perfect that he's 18. Yeah. And then he can choose something that works for him. And often also, that would be good for you because, if, mm. again, if you're going for your concealed carry, you're going to try different variations of handguns and see what feels better to you or feels more comfortable. All right, cool. Yeah, most awesome. definitely. So now we're getting close to. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to um, bring to the audience and also Cy recently. We both finding about this um, 
you know, organization that also deals with arms and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. was created right. in uh, 2015 called NAGA, N-A-A-G-A, the National African American Gun Association, which I thought was pretty cool seeing it, like stumbling upon that, that there was, you know, they're not like an organization where, you know, you've been researching also, they're not an organization that's against the NRA. They're just people that, you know, want to be accepted for what they want. You know, they know what they want. They know their laws. They know their safeties and everything. So, yeah, absolutely. And that's part of the race. They, I exactly. mean, they know they have a name. Um, with me doing a little bit of reading on their website, um, you know, they anybody you know able to join. I think that's a big thing. Yeah, that is that's, that's huge. A big thing because some people are like, oh my God, African Americans are they gonna you know accept me because of a different skin tone? Nah, you come, you join, you do what you want to do. You, exactly. You know, this is what what it is. Out of family, a brotherhood, yeah, sister. Um, yeah. Usual she'll give the shout out also to their chapter in Hudson Valley, which is the Hudson Valley Nubian Gun Club. Definitely. Shout out to the Nubian Gun Club in Hudson Valley. Good. Yeah, because I didn't know you. You brought that to my attention. I didn't even know they had that chapter out there. Like, I know. You know, uh, fill up the the head of the organization mentioned that mm-hmm. there's like members all throughout the world and every state they had a member. So definitely, yeah. man, that's news to me. I definitely want to look but, more yeah, into that. Actually, if you go on Naga's um, page and you click chapters, depending on the region, which we're in the northeast region, which is region one, right? Um, David Finch oversees those areas of West Virginia, Virginia, PA, New York. Massachusetts, uh, Rhode Island, things of that nature. So mm. we can, you know, see the different branches depending on, I mean, sorry, different chapters depending on which state you choose. So that also works out too because each state has a different, you know, club of, of sorts. And you guys were talking earlier that it's like what for to be a member costs how much? Like 30 bucks a year? Yeah, give it like about give 39. It, give it to, oh, okay. That sounds Actually, pretty good. I'm going to have it here. Just, uh, mm. I'll pull it up. So as far as NAGA goes, their membership is a uh, single membership is 39 for the year. Okay. If you do a couple, which consists of you and your significant other, that's a couple's membership, 59. And if you do a family membership, which consists of four people who are at least 18 years of age and share the same home address, 89. Man, that's that's good. That's and it's yeah. only per year. Like I'm, I'm definitely gonna join that. Like I said, I'm gonna do more research. Yeah, absolutely. Excuse me, look more into it. And yeah, man, definitely gonna join that because I, I, yeah. I like their their movement and what they stand for and stuff mm. like that. So they're yeah. all about protecting themselves. Like whether you have an interest in guns or you want to protect mm. yourself, family, or you just like shooting guns. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I think it's pretty cool, man. It's- yeah. So anyway, um, I just wanna, I just wanna um, finish it off right here. I was doing some research and I was looking up some fun facts about, you know, history on the first gun ever made, mm-hmm. and it was kind of interesting because when I looked up where we went to the first handgun, uh, it was China around eight fifty. Oh, wow. Yeah, around eight fifty CE, the Chinese al- alchemists accidentally they accidentally created gunpowder. While trying to develop a fountain of youth potion, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, they called it Huo Yao. 
which was a blend of charcoal, salt, saltpeter, and sulfur. And then later on, as time went by, they used it um, for warfare against the Mongols. And over the next century, they came up with the with the first cannon and grenades. So they so they're the ones that came That's up with that. And then yeah. they they ended up inventing a gun, or it's called the the ancestor of the of the firearm, which was a Chinese fire lance, and they used that in the in a in the Jinsung War. So you know it was, it was kind of pretty cool. Like you know they what what the what the Chinese fire lance is. It's like a it looks like a wand, mm-hmm. and I guess they light it at the tip and it shoots. Yeah, you know, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, and then they. Oh yeah, and then uh, as centuries continue, um, new and, and and improved cannons like designs that they created were like small and portable, where they can carry. And eventually, they invented the the hand cannon, which was actually the first pistol. Mm. It was basically a hand cannon. So I guess I guess it's a one shot. Yeah, you know, it sounds to me, you know, but that's pretty interesting. Man, can you imagine when somebody first let that first shot off and it hit somebody? And it was probably like, oh shit! I just imagine you I just blasted that bug. Imagine you miss. Yeah, <laughs> and they shoot you. <laughs> You're like, okay, the hand cannon. And they shoot one you. shot. You yeah. know. Listen, imagine if you loaded it, you dropped it, and it went off. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they gonna find you with a hole in you right in the wall, indentation yeah, in the wall. Yeah, it was crazy, man. I was like, I was like, when I was looking up the the the, the history on it, I was like, what? Yeah, nah, but, but China's cool. always been ahead of all of us with technology. I mean, you know, they and they continuously will be. You yeah, know? The only thing, like, the only thing that got me was. They were trying to create a potion for the fountain of youth and right. like gunpowder, creating gunpowder. That's mm. crazy. They were probably like, damn it, we messed up. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't look young when, when that gunpowder blew up in their face <laughs> when they were creating the potion. <laughs> well, they was looking like those chimney men in Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tried <laughs> Oh, man. That's crazy. Nah, yeah, that's dope, though. Oh, man. <laughs> So like um Sai, you got like any oh actually what I wanted to ask you was uh like where do you go like website or any kind of resource you use to find out like about gun laws, like if somebody just coming in they want to learn about gun laws and stuff like that, like what what do you look at to find um, out the I latest mean, news? It's funny because even though I don't agree with them one hundred percent. I actually do utilize their website a lot. Um, the NRA does have a lot of informative information. Right on their website, like uh, right now, I'm actually looking at New York gun laws. Um, it also gives you a gun law overview, so it'll show you mm-hmm. like, uh, do you need a permit to purchase? Like rifles, a shotgun it says no, but for handguns it says yes. Registration of firearms it says no. For yeah. rifles it says yes. For handguns, um, yeah, very informative, and it also will let you know what states recognizes um, your specific carry for seal license, which is awesome because mm-hmm. sometimes you might say you want to go to a different state. You don't necessarily know if that state mm-hmm. is going to recognize your you know, concealed carry permit. Yeah. Right. That's something that you should know because, God forbid, you go to the wrong state and you cross some state lines, you got one hell of a problem on your hands. Yeah, um, there's no lie. Well, well, the thing is, like I noticed too, like New York State and New York City mm-hmm. have different gun laws. You would think it's yeah. the same yeah. across the board. Um, yeah. I think the difference, honestly, is because the way I look at it is if I'm from the city, which originally I am, if I came upstate, did a six-month minute down here, did my, my license to concealed carry, and then go back to the city and move down there, 
what is to stop them from taking that from me unless those laws are put in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I think it's a good thing, but it also is, I mean, I guess, depending on the person, it could be a bad thing, too, because for them, it should be uniform. Honestly, I feel like yeah. federally, the whole state, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. the, whole state, the whole country should be uniform. So that way, there's no in between, there's no gray area, there's no yeah. California's this way, New York's like this, and Florida's like this, Ohio's like mm-hmm. this. I would prefer that. Actually, California has the yeah, most death yeah. out of every state. I think, yeah, I think right now, yeah, if you go and you try to purchase actually at uh, AR-15, mm-hmm. um, it's funny, it's kind of weird, but it's funny, you go to purchase, and the first thing they ask you is, uh, what state you live in? And mm-hmm. yeah. in the zip, I mean, uh, the zip code, it'll say, this gun can't be purchased. Mm-hmm. But if you go to yeah. California, it'll say California legal, or New York legal. So I'm like, exactly. that kind of sucks. is true yeah see i always thought it was worse in the city because of the the crime rate and all that in the city why it was worse than you know the city opposed to hmm. upstate that's why i thought but yeah it makes sense that you know it the reoccurring laws that happen the reoccurring laws like you mentioned yeah try to purchase down there um you wouldn't be able to get a pistol but you would be able to get a shotgun or a rifle only if you're a business owner and the process takes anywhere from a year to three years. Right. And actually, the prices to go through the loopholes is uh, probably like 300 maybe 400 bucks. whereas we only pay upstate, I want to say, give or take about 150 160 somewhere around there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, so about right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, well, crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is, man. It definitely is. Definitely. So you got any uh, final words, Sai? We appreciate you uh, coming on the show, man, definitely. first of all. And- Absolutely. I already know what time I'm on, man. You know what I mean? I don't want to hold you up any longer from your family and all that. Do your research. Do your due diligence. Pay attention. Um, If you're not fond of it, that's understandable. If you do, look into it. You know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. hurt to have. Um, You don't have to, just because you have a firm business, it means that you have to have an actual firearm, which a lot of people don't know that. Um, It would be obviously more beneficial. (laughs) Yeah. It's like it's like preparing yourself in case in the future you want to have one. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, look into it. I feel like if you feel that you have any issues that down the line with with life or somebody's harassing you or you know you want to be safe or you want to protect your kids or you have large sums of money or anything of those natures, um, look into it. It doesn't matter. Worst case scenario, you don't want to do it. You don't do it. Yeah. Best case scenario, you start the process. Ask your friends. Talk to people. Doesn't hurt to ask questions. Yeah, most definitely, man. Most definitely. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, just to piggyback off of what I said, I agree. You know, you do your research, look it up. You want, you're interested, you're not interested, do your research and know why you feel the way you feel, regardless of what you're reading and stuff like that. If you strongly feel that way, you know, educate your mind on what it is and why you feel that way, you know, and use your safety. If you if you want to, you know, go through the process of, of having a firearm, you got to trust mm-hmm. the process and use your safety, pointing the gun in safe directions, you know, always treating it like it's loaded, keeping your mm-hmm. finger off the trigger. If you go shooting, use the ballistic shades. If you need it, use your earplugs, your headphones. And maintain the firearm, cleaning it. You know, definitely. get that trigger guard on it. If you do buy yeah. buy one, yeah. So yeah, definitely, man. My advice is, if um, if you're clumsy and you're not careful, you don't trust yourself. Don't buy a gun. Or you're gonna shoot <laughs> yourself in the foot. 
You know, you're going to end up with that big toe. Like, if you're going to get mugged, just pull out the permit. <laughs> Remember the big toe where he shot his shot his pinky toe? What was that? Well, that was, uh, I'm going to get you something. No, I'm going to get you something where he shot himself oh, in the oh, foot. Oh. He's like, look at my toe. I was thinking about the that other. That was Harlem Nights nice when he shot Della Reese in the foot. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Eddie Murphy shot. Either that or I go get you something. I go get you something was when that older dude had the big toe coming out the shoe. Yeah. He said, "Yo, I got hit in the toe." <laughs> and then, and then that, that uh that Christmas special, the one you shoot your eye out. Oh, uh, Christmas story. <laughs> yeah, the kid wanted a BB gun or a pellet gun. As soon as he got one, he shot yeah. himself in the eye. He changed yeah. his mind. He was like, Ooh, with the pellet gun. Oh, man. That's crazy. But yeah, man. Side once again, man. Thank you for joining us this episode, man. It's been it's Most been a good one. Man. Been informative. It's been a pleasure, man. Yeah, you already know, man. So other than that, man, I guess you know. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. You know, like yeah. I said, enjoy it with your family. We'll see you back in the trenches. <laughs> right, definitely. <laughs> so we see you in the trenches, man. Yeah, see you in the that. trenches. Absolutely. Ten toes down, bro. That's it. That's it, man. All right, have a blessed night. All right, All right you, too, you too, man. Thank you. And now we're going to have Terrell with the quote of the day. Quote of the day. The quote I found that, you know, there's a lot of harsh ones out there, but the quote of the day has to do with gun safety. And it's... Don't think we need more gun control laws than we already have. And to me, I guess that means just, you know, what we have is what we have. Like a lot of people try to push to get these other laws and stuff like that. It's not, you know, it's not logical right now. Like, especially, yeah, it's doing more harm than good because now you got to worry about people fighting over guns. You got to worry about people fighting people, you know, and not knowing the difference between, like I said earlier, a bad person and a good person. So, you know, but yeah, definitely, man. Other than that. It's been straight up talk. What you think, Barry? Oh, this is the end. Talk. This is the end. You know, it's been a really good episode about guns, educational, you know. And yeah, um, yeah just uh, be careful. You guys have a gun, you know. If, you, if there's people around you that you don't trust, keep it away from them. You know, like yeah. your children and keep that sucker locked up, you know. I say, yeah. Like, educate like yourself. You talking about the gun safeties, man. You got to take those serious. Yeah. Definitely take it serious because so, you can yeah. get another gun. You can't get another life. That's true. So yeah, that brings right. us to the end. Most of, definitely. Yeah. Of straight up talk. Where the talk is real. Peace. Peace. Shout out to Sippin' Ain't Easy. Check out them episodes, man. They dropping like wildfire. Dropping like it's hot.